Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Zalman Marcus Shliach to Mission Viejo, California, on the topic of educating our people on what Chabad has to offer in their lives today in 2016. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Atzlach on their Shluchas. Thank you, Dovi, for doing this. Before we begin, let's thank our sponsors, Svassman Jewelers, The Smetana Group, and Machon Stam. Thank you for making the Shluchim podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Uh, Zalman, the other day I was uh, speaking with you, and, uh, um, and you brought up something that I, that I never thought about um, on my own. And uh, that is that sometimes we, you know, I, I was speaking with you about this idea of, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, help people break their stereotype of Chabad or be more comfortable with the rabbi? And I shared some ideas, and you really um, kind of shifted the whole conversation and, and shifted my perspective by sharing that um, you feel that there's, uh, that sometimes we miss the boat by thinking that all it is, all we want is for people to think, oh yeah, this this rabbi is cool, or this rabbi is relatable, but that's not going to actually bring someone to Chabad. What people need to know is what does Chabad actually have to offer in their lives. If someone is dealing with, is struggling with something, if someone is going through something in their lives, or just in general, why, like, what, why do I need Chabad? I'm very happy where I am. I don't, I'm, I don't need to go to Shul. I don't need to go to the programs at Chabad. It's very nice to have a Hebrew school. What does it have to do with me? So if you could just maybe elaborate on this. Meaning, it, it, has this become something in your own shluchas, which has been a shift? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that uh, it came crystal clear to to me. I actually heard this from the people who were coming and attending to the various things, and how they were saying how this is really life changing for them. How learning chiddus in particular, and specifically, that's exactly why we're here. Um, it's uh, but most importantly, which is why we're here. And so it was in teaching Chassidus, and uh, the responses that I was getting from the people who were attending is this is literally life-changing for them. Uh, we recently had a, uh, a birthday party for a 70-year-old uh, woman, and she decided to do her 70th birthday party here at the Kiddush on Shabbos, and she invited her family, so her children and her grandchildren showed up. And it was amazing to hear how the children got up to obviously wish their mother a happy birthday, but they made sure to say how they wanted to thank Chabad, because ever since she started attending the classes and, and learning chassidus, that it's actually they've seen a change in her. And what was even those and more amazing was that the grandkids get up and say how uh, what, a, what a change this has, this has made. Uh, in their grandmother, that they actually notice it. Um, we have the doctor who, uh, every time he he uh, starts getting a little uh, out of hand, his uh, his staff tells him, okay, you have to go back to the rabbi's class. They also notice a difference in his and the way he was acting, and uh, after coming to the classes. So basically, what I started to share with people was um, these experiences. And when people hear that other people like themselves, doctors, therapists, uh, professionals, attorneys, uh, you know, all those people, that this is making a difference in their lives. This is not just uh, 
you know, religion, but this is actually meaningful to their life, then they're like, okay, then where do I sign up? How do I start going? How do I, how do I show up? Um, and so the, the Tanya class they give on Shabbos morning is um, it's 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's very well attended. We get about, uh, you know, an average 30 people on a Shabbos morning to a class. Um, my wife gives a class on a Thursday morning that gets, uh, you know, just for women only. That gets uh, an average of 35 uh, women to a class. And so uh, these are that's, – that's what we're trying to uh, get people to realize – what we're really, what we're really all about. So you're saying it's 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 actually you're it's more than just the JLI courses um, where you know someone comes for a JLI course and has a great experience. You're when you're t- when you're talking about Hasidus, you're talking about Hasidus, straight up. Correct. Um, we learned Tanya on Shabbos morning, um, so we're just going through the Tanya. It's already our our second time through the Tanya, and amazingly, the people who started with us are, are still there. But it's just it's just understanding more uh, what what people really need, what they really need to hear, and what's really life changing for them, and that's what they're looking for. They really want you know something that's uh, that's meaningful to them. And uh, ultimately, what we've discovered is that people want is a relationship with Hashem. That's really what they're looking for, the real relationship with Hashem, and that's, uh, and that's what we offer. Um, but you say it in those words, people don't necessarily, can't really relate to it, but when they hear that this has changed another person's life and how it made an impact on their life, then that's something that resonates, uh, that resonates with them. And then when they come and they, they hear what it, you know, more what it's about, they really uh, connect with it. So while you said earlier, yes, we were... If we could just get in, you know, in front of somebody, show them that we're that we're human, that we're normal, that uh, yeah, that's for, so. For some people, that's all they were missing. All they needed was they thought the rabbi was really strange. They thought Chabad was really oppressive, and so on. They were really looking for a synagogue. They were looking for a place to to connect to. And um, okay, so those people will show up just knowing that you're approachable. You're you're. But other people are not looking for a rabbi. They're not looking for anything uh, in the religious world. So when I need a rabbi, you're the guy I'm going to call because you're a really cool rabbi, you're very approachable, and so on. But other than that, I don't know, I don't know what you can do for me. I don't know what you, can, what you can offer me. And so to be able to articulate to people what it is that is beneficial for them and how it really impacts uh, people's lives, that, uh, that really is provocative for people and get them to think about, hmm, Maybe this is something that I need. Maybe I should I should check this out. Right. So uh, l- let me ask you a question. You know, uh, th- th- what this brings up in, in my, my own mind is that JLI, take JLI for example. We send out our JLI brochures. Right now we're doing the course, How Success Things, right? And it talks about all these in the brochure itself. It talks about what coming to this class, how it's going to help you be more successful. And each JLI class offers something else. How is your approach different than than something like that where they see hey i could come to jli and i could i my my life could be enriched chabad does have something to offer what is unique about what you're saying and and maybe give an example of when you actually apply it when do you apply you know having this conversation with someone 
Meaning, even um, oisius, meaning every shleich wants to know, how do you say it? How do you, how do you tell it? Give an example of how you would tell it to someone so they really get what you're, what you're talking about. Right. So, first of all, yeah, the JLI course could be, um, you know, if that's, first of all, it's only it's a six-week course. It's not something that people can, you know, join on a regular, on a regular basis. And usually the JLI courses are designed, you know, every, every time it's a different uh, audience that they're trying to bring in, and they, they consider it like, a, like an entry level uh, where people can come in. I consider my Tanya class more, it's advanced. This is, this is, this is more advanced. Um, and so, although it is more advanced, I just mean that people who are just more interested in in discovering this connection, this relationship that we have with Hashem, on a on a much deeper level. Um, so, how would I introduce this to people? So, it's when I have an opportunity to have one of these people get up and uh, so let's say it's you know, there's, some, there's something going on at Chabad, we're having some kind of event. I would have someone who's been coming to the class or their life has been affected by that to get up and talk about it. This way, encourage other people to uh, actually attend. So that's one way of, of doing that, by having someone get up. And you can do the same thing for your JLA. If, if people are, um, their life is literally changing, it's enhancing their life. They're feeling the, uh, a deeper connection to Hashem. It's not just educational, but they're actually feeling a change in, in their relationship with their Judaism, relationship with their family, with their um, their spouse, and so on. And that should be, and that's fine. And that's uh, then JLI is the product that's doing it. It's not, it's not the it's not the it's not the product. It's how it's, it's whether or not it's having that impact. And if it is having that impact, how to get people to um, to know about it. And so you either have those people get up and and say those things. So therefore, they're the ones who are, um, you know, they can say it much better than you can. Um, or when you have private time to talk to people, you can just share with them these these ideas, just nonchalantly. You know, I do it as part of my, it's actually part of my fundraising, um, you know, meetings that I have, where I sit down and I explain to them about all the different things that we're doing. And when I talk about the adult education, I just throw in there that I told I tell these stories, I tell a couple of these stories about how how life changing they are, and that like you can just see the. The, the bulb go off in their head going, hmm, I see. This is, I think I need to check this out. When exactly is that class? Um, you know, so, so it's, it's, the, it's the presentation of it in that, in that way that really sparks their attention and gets them to think about it, uh, about it differently. To follow up with another practical question, you mentioned about your, your Tanya class. Um, I think it's important, you know, when, when they hear, you know, another shliach giving a class, or specifically Tanya, you know, shluchim always want to know, how are you teaching your Tanya? What are you learning it from? Is everyone following inside with lessons in Tanya? How are you preparing? What are you using to prepare? Could you give us a little, little, little bit more of an idea of how you do your Tanya class? Um, well, there's a lot of uh, great uh, teachers out there that, um, that you can learn from. And I have done series on it. I know uh, there are many, many series out there that have been done by a lot of the great lecturers and educators in, in Chabad. Um, I particularly use the Machlein Hechel Menachem Tanya. They did a great job in really collecting and really putting it together in a beautiful way. Um, but 
but there is an overlay to the whole Tanya. There has, you have to have a perspective on the whole Tanya. Uh, there's uh, Rabbi Sheikh's Taub, there's Rabbi Yossi Paltiel, there's Rabbi Manus Friedman, there's uh, Yossi Jacobson. There's a, there's a whole host of people out there. Um, each of them has a slightly different perspective that they, that they focus on in the Tanya. Find the one that resonates most with you, get comfortable with it, appreciate it, um, live with it. it. Has to be something that you that you truly live with, and then that becomes what you what you teach and how you teach. So for me, the whole Tanya is framed in a certain way, and uh, based on the way I understand it, the way it resonates with me, and I share that with the people, and hopefully it resonates uh, with them. Um, so that's kind of the way I prepare. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, does everyone follow along on the inside? Um, and the first time I did the Tanya, I actually did it in lessons in Tanya. Um, but I felt that it was a lot of, a lot of reading to do. But I, and I'd rather explain it. I'd rather explain it to them than have than read it because a lot of things times and you know it was things that were a little too deep or a little too esoteric. Um, so I actually use now the they reprinted the uh, the bilingual Tanya. I use that, and we just uh, you know so that I could read the text of the Tanya itself. And I usually give an introduction, and then I read it, and I explain it. Um, so um, I'm doing about, it takes me about two or three weeks to get through a chapter, sometimes sometimes more, sometimes four. But it's, um, again, the discussions really always revolve around um, our relationship with Hashem, uh, how much Hashem needs us, um, what, uh, what, what the lengths, I mean, our, our last class, for example, was where the Alta Rebbe says that uh, that the Abish has to be misstamped himself and has to do things that go against his his rotsen. He has to do things that are it's, it's like uh, that's what's called a kimacherim, that something you throw over your shoulder, and therefore the Abish does you know that he's giving to the Klippa something that he doesn't want to do. It's 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 negative Sinai. and it's just amazing to think about how create this world, Hashem Pashat to go against his Ratzim, and how much, how, how painful it is for the Ebrister to have to give highest to, uh, to Tuma just so that we could have Bechira, just so that we could then choose him. Wow, that's uh, unbelievable. Um, and so those would be the kind of, um, kind of insights or, or perspective that I would uh, focus on. So again, it's focusing on the relationship, um, how much I'm invested in it, in us, um, and so on. Mm-hmm. How about uh, how, how long is uh, is your Tanya class? What time do you start davening? Well, actually, it starts at nine o'clock in the morning. I have the uh, most of the people who come to my Tanya class don't stay for davening. Um, some of them come back for the kiddush, but uh, most of them do not stay for davening. And I have a chazan who begins davening at 10 o'clock. So those who like to join, um, want to, who like to start the davening, that's their, they go straight to davening. And my class ends officially at 10:30. Usually I stay a little after to uh, answer questions and things like that. So it's kind of uh, trying to keep people in shul as much as possible, even though they're not necessarily staying for the minion. A lot of them will come back. So it's um, wow. Their class is an hour and a half every shalos. Hour and a half, yeah. Are you are you talking that whole time, or are you are you engaging people with questions 
to bring them into the conversation? Well, I have a very interactive class, and people do. There's always questions that are asked. Uh, I stimulate questions, and then I field the questions. Um, I, I try very hard to keep the questions. If it's if it's a question that's taken me way off subject, I'll uh, I'll just say that. You'll have to you know hold that for another time. But if it's related to the subject, I'll definitely take the run with the questions. Um, but people really enjoy really enjoy that. You can control it, and a lot of times people feel like you're repeating the same questions over and over again, and therefore you get you turn off some people. So you have to be very careful about that. Um, but if you can manage to to handle the questions and always teach something new with that, as they say, answer the questioner, not the question always, um, then you're you know you're keeping it you're keeping it to the subject, you're keeping it fresh and new. Um, so, again, I've been doing this class for many, many years. <laughs> I've learned over the years. But um, that's definitely the, the direction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amazing. <clears throat> Are the, the, does, this, does this flow into other things that you do um, in, in your marketing or newsletters or um, uh, on your website or even when you're having an event, um, how you – how you help people see what Chabad has to offer, besides in the conversations, um, besides you know people getting up and sharing about <laughs> their experiences at these courses, do you have other ways of helping people see what Chabad has to, has to offer to them? Uh, this is this is something that's difficult to uh, advertise in a chitzoniistic way because it's a more of a premiistic thing, and so it really it, it's most effective when it's done in a more premiumistic fashion. So it's either personal or it's, you know, from a person speaking at an event where everybody is, uh, you know, together. So um, what we do have is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of crossover from class to class. So you come to one class and the people at that class will suggest you go to the other class. And so you have people, um, so people come in and then they get invited to uh, to the other class. So that's also a lot of... Uh, you know, that helps as well. What's the other class that you're talking about? So, for example, the, the Thursday morning class that my wife gives is more of a uh, an opening class. It's more of an opener for people. It's not so, you know, we don't hit all the heavy, the heavy subjects, um, the difficult ones. So that would be more of an open one. It's only for women only, and they get the, you know, kind of hard big crowd. Um, it's, and so a lot of the people who, so the few people who come from, that are in that class, that come to my class, will recruit people and say, you know, you gotta, you gotta come and hear the, you know, if you like this, you gotta, you gotta come in here and hear that. And so we get, we get people crossover from there. Uh, we also have a meditation class um, that we do. That's also an opener, brings people in, it's Kabbalah and, and meditation. When do you do that? That's on Thursday night, every other Thursday night. And then what that feeds also. It's called meditation and Kabbalah. And and what is that based off of? What is your what, like meaning? Give an example, please. Give an example. This is very important. <laughs> when you talk about this, you know, again, this is a, this is something that's here as well. It sounds great, but like, what do you do? Give an example of how you practically share an idea from Chassidus, um that as a meditation. So actually, this class is I, I don't actually give this class. I train the person who gives the class. So he's a he's done meditation for for many many years. 
and we've had long and long discussions. We're going to sit it together so that the content and the style and it's so that it's completely kosher and uh, it's not for any other purpose. I mean, we've, we've really worked this over with the letters and, and so on. So it's, uh, it's, it's not, I don't know that it's necessarily recommended for everybody to uh, just find somebody to do this. It's a lot of work to be able to train somebody in who's going to really understand what the, what this is about and what, uh, what, how meditation really is a form of uh, contemplation. It's really his boininess, which is what the Altadeva talks about, um, and to make sure that it's kosher and, and so on. Um, and so if you can do it yourself, if you're, if you're an expert in it yourself or you're really good at it, that's great. Um, I'm okay, so I, I'd rather give it to somebody else who's much better. Um, and so that's also... a a great way people come into that because that's something that people are looking for. Uh, meditation is calming, it's relaxing, it's and so on. But he pushes very much it's Hasidus. So he talks about, uh, about Hashem. He talks about basically he comes to the Tanya class and he shares a lot of this. You know, I've said it on the class on the on the meditations and just hearing basically the the Tanya being re uh, reshared as a meditation. So. Um, and then people come to that, and it's like, how do we get more of this? You know, you go to the Tanya class. So uh, these things kind of feed into into these classes. Are there any last thoughts that you would like to share with Shluchim on this topic? So I guess the, the, the point is that um, you have to work on the Teuchen that you have to offer. Make sure you have something to offer, and then work it massage it, uh, make sure that it's, uh, you know, that, that it's, getting, it's getting traction, it's, uh, and then slowly but surely try to attract people to it. So your Tanya class, your Siddhas, your, your classes can and should get a, a bigger, you know, uh, slice of your, uh, of your community. It's, it should get more than your, in your Shabbat communion. Um, you know, it's it just... Uh, uh, something that that people overlook maybe sometimes that they can't uh, they feel like no one's interested in it or whatever this is uh, I, I feel this the opposite um, this is actually what we're here and what people are really looking for so that would be my uh, kind of just a, a different way of thinking about it. now how to get there and how to be able to give the classes like this and be able to do this that uh, that, that takes time but Chazakala um, Tamula and uh, with good, um, you know, I always took notes from everybody else, uh, took tips from everybody else, listened to others, and, and saw what they were doing, and um, trying to trying to always improve on uh, on how I teach and, and continuously uh, learning myself. So that keeps the class fresh as well. I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't teach. Although I taught Tanya, but it's probably my third time teaching, going through Tanya. It's very, very different than the last time I taught it. I'm in a different place. And so therefore, I'm teaching it from a different place. So it's constantly growing yourself and uh, sharing that with the people. And I have people who have stuck around through all of it. They're still they're still coming to the class, and with the, and they're not they're not bored. And they always tell me, "Wow, I learned something new. I learned uh, some more." And so, oh, Hashem. Mm-hmm. Right, you would imagine someone who comes, uh, you know, weekly to a tiny class, it uh, it makes a real impact in their lives. I mean, do you do you see that? Do you see the impact in their lives? I do. I, it, it it happens slowly. It's a, it's a slow. It's a you know it's one. You want to make you want to change people quickly. There's there's quicker ways to do it. 
if you want to change people from the inside, from the kishkas inside, that's, that's basically what the Tanya is doing. It's the building up the person on the inside. So it's a much longer process, and uh, but uh, you see the, the transformation of people over, over a period of time is, uh, is incredible. Thank you, Rabbi Marcus, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlacha and unique approach to educating our community members on a more deeper level about Chabad and what Chabad has to offer in their lives. We really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what, what I, maybe we should do a follow-up because I think what the, um, the challenge with all these things is always numbers. You know, I said numbers there. And those you know, always throw people off. Um, in terms of, okay, so what, what kind of community do you live in? What's the percentage of Jewish people live in that community? You know, all of these all of these questions, in other words, based on, you know, what, what the number 34, there are 35 women. Is that a lot? Is that a little? I mean, it's a lot for a Chabad house, but is it a lot for your community? <laughs> That's really the question. The same thing with getting 30 people on a Shabbos morning to a tiny class at 9 o'clock in the morning. Well, if you're in Borough Park, it's, that's, that's a little bit nothing. If you're in uh, Los Angeles, that's nothing. But if you're in uh, Mission Viejo where there's uh, nothing going on there and there's nobody there, and i got 3% Jewish population out of 100,000 people, um, so that, now the numbers are, are, are significant. So it's all, it's all a matter of people appreciating where they're at and, what's, and what they should expect as opposed to just, you know, he has 30 people coming to a tiny class, he has 35 women coming to this. I'll put it in, in context. This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you have any ideas of Shluchim or anyone else that I could interview for future podcasts, please send me an email to rabbi at jewishflagstaff.com. Check out our old podcast, organized by topic, at www.shluchimpodcast.com. That's shluchimpodcast.com. Make it a great week.